This is the Fish and Coach Show. My name is Brandon Fisher. This is Coach Ratner. I'm super excited about this episode today. Yeah, so have you ever been in a situation, facing, you're facing a situation where you can take the shortcut to get somewhere, it's much easier, it can get you to your destination, or you can take the harder route, a lot more difficult, a lot more effort, uh, but you're going to have a lot more pleasure at the end of it. Maybe it's going to be, maybe you're going for a four-year education versus a PhD. Now, we know a PhD takes a lot, lot more effort, a lot more work. Get a college degree, you've gotten something, but it's not the same pleasure of getting a PhD. Not just pleasure, but the opportunities that the PhD opens well, of up course, for you. Of course, of course. But it's a lot. Think about how the work you have to do to get a PhD. It takes a lot. It's a lot harder. So, Brandon, where's this leading us to? There's a story that Judaism tells that captures the moment where we have this decision between making the easy way and the hard way. Um, so there was a man, a rabbi, was going on his journey, and he comes to a fork in the road, and he meets a kid. Both ways look identical. He decides he can take one or the other. Which way do I go? The kid says, well, this way's a lot shorter. It's the short, long way. And he says, oh, okay, great. I'll try that way because it's going to take me where I want to go, right? So he takes this journey, and it's downhill, it's smooth sailing, and all of a sudden he gets to this destination, but he realizes that he's so close and yet so far. In the way is a big meadow and guards, and it's heavily guarded, and he can't cross through the meadow. So even though he's at the destination, he can't actually get to the destination on the other side. So he realizes that he has to go all the way back and repeat his steps, and in the end, go the long, short way. And he says, kid, what did you do to me? Why would you tell me to go that way? And the kid says, I told you it was the short, long way. Then he realized you don't take shortcuts in life when you're trying to get to the destination that you're trying to get to. You can get close, but if you want to get to that peak, you want to get into the castle, you got to go the real way and you got to put the effort in. You want to be a doctor, you can't just get an undergrad. Well, yeah, but in, in some doctors go to these foreign countries to get degrees because they can do it much cheaper and much easier than they can right. going to a... You know, a school maybe in, in America. Right. But they're still getting a medical degree at least. They're getting a medical degree, but maybe is it the same degree? I don't know enough about it. Yeah. It's <laughs> an interesting point. But I think the, the point is, though, we want to take shortcuts because it's easier. And so many times in my life, here's one example that was the biggest moment where I learned this lesson the hardest way. I was offered to study abroad in Austria or continued my degree at University of Central Florida in Orlando. And I had a lot of great friends, I was very involved, and I wanted to stay there, even though studying abroad would have been an amazing opportunity. So my friends were advising me to go to Austria, and I said, no, 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 I have friends here. And then one friend asked me, which one's harder? And obviously, starting over, going to a foreign country with a language that I don't know, German, uh, without any friends, is a much harder decision. But it was a life-changing decision, and I'm so glad. My whole life grew because of that decision. I took the much harder way, and it was so much more rewarding. Yeah, because of a lot more effort. A lot more effort, you exactly. Know, I decided uh, recently, I've been, I've, I've been running, we've talked about running a lot in these, our podcasts, and I decided a number of weeks ago that I think I want to train for a marathon. That's I've always huge. talked about marath against marathons because they really take a lot in your body. But like, you know, I run, I, I consider myself a runner, but I don't run a lot. I'm like, you know what? It's been easy for me. It's a, it's about time that I take the hard route, and I'm gonna get a lot more pleasure out of it. So, but I look at when I look at the marathon, it's 26 miles, 26 I think 0.2 miles. I'm like, that's a lot. Of miles. It's a lot. Of I miles. mean, that's a lot. And I run now. Let's say I run three miles, and I'm exhausted, and it takes me 30, 35 minutes. I'm like, how am I gonna run 
for 10 times, almost 10 times that. Like, how am I, how am I going to do that? And right. The way I look at it is I do it in little bits. So when I run three miles now, I said, you know what? I've ran over 10% of a marathon just right now, just by training. And then wow. tomorrow I'm going to add, you know, next, not tomorrow, but next week I'm going to add half a mile to my, to my, I'll do one short run a week and one long run a week. And every, every week I add a tiny little bit to my long run. And eventually it's going to become second nature for me to run five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 miles. It'll be like One mile nothing. at a time will start to feel easier and easier. Exactly. And so I, I'm not taking the short, long way. I'm taking the long what do you call it? The longer, the longer heart, longer the, short way. Because in the end, it, it's shorter because you didn't have to repeat your steps. Right. That, that, that's what I, hope, I hope not. I hope to get through it. Right. Of and course, but we yeah. talk. It's funny. Don't make any turns. But I'm doing this. I'm like, you know, even if I, for some reason, can't finish the marathon, if I get injured, whatever, God forbid that happens. But things do happen. Not everyone finishes a marathon. It's even still, the training process, which the, is really hard. It's really it comes hard. With challenges. It, I consider it a success. The fact that I even put it in my mind that I'm willing to do this and go through this, and I have it in my mind when I'm going to do my long runs. It's going to be Friday morning. Right. And that, I, that, that, that is already success. I've already started. And I think the first step was, you know what? Today, I'm going to start. I decided that like I've only done two runs so far, but I'm starting the, I'm starting the process. It starts with the first step. It starts with the first step. And, if I, and I, said, I said to my wife, I go, today, I'm doing my first run towards a marathon. And it was my. It was a. It was what I considered the long run. I just did right. three miles. Three miles. And then okay. I did the th- three miles. The short run, which I did on Monday this week, and this Thursday or Friday, I'm going to do three and a half or four miles. I'm going to see how my body feels, but I'm going to increase every single week. Wow. So my plan is to do a marathon in like the fall or the spring. I'm not sure. I'd like to do one here in Jerusalem in the spring, but like the problem with the spring marathon is that. You have to train in the winter time. It does mean that, which means you're training here. At rain. We get a lot of rain, a lot here. of rain, lot and of cold, rain. and it's like nasty. I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's gonna be hard. But that's the point. That's what's that's gonna build point. you. Right, Imagine I, how great it will be when it's springtime and sunny. And I've looked at like doing because Jerusalem's very hilly. I've looked at maybe doing the Miami or the Orlando. There's now a West Palm Beach Marathon. I'm sure there's other cities that have lots of flat marathons. Might be because the first time you should do it, you should make it easy for yourself. Don't make it difficult, right? Because then I'm never going to do it again. If I make it so hard on myself that I'm not going, I'm only going to run if I'm going to run the New York or the Boston. Like, no, I'm not. First, I couldn't get into those. Boston probably. is a big deal. I wow. couldn't get in. Right? <laughs> I'm never, I'm never going to run fast enough to get into Boston. I'm not planning to. But uh, um, it's going to be success no matter what happens. That's the key. But I'm going to make it easy. I always said before, whatever you're going to do first, make it easy on yourself. That way you can get through the process. And then as you make it, and it comes easier and easier, then you can take on harder things. Coach, what about enjoying the journey? Um, how do you have fun doing something like this? And where does fun play a role in achieving such a big goal? I, I have to have something to look forward to. I mean, to me, it's going to be a lot. First of all, running races is a lot of fun. If you ever ran, like even 5Ks, 10Ks, they're, they're great. They're a lot of fun. They're, and, and I miss it. I haven't done it a long, since I had children. I kind of have put that on the back burner, I think. Mm-hmm. And now that my kids are older or getting older, uh, I mean, they're still young, but like they're getting older and they take care of themselves. I'm like, you know, I got to start doing something for myself again, which I have kind of, you know, I kind of, Put that on the back burner, really. Just cause putting yourself first. Putting myself, I have been putting myself first, but my children first, which is fine. Right. And I'm not regretting anything. I still do put them first. But now I'm going to start doing some more things for myself. I think running a marathon is an amazing goal. And it's certainly the longer, short way. It is not the short way, for not, sure. You could do a plenty, 5K and be happy with this. I, I don't think it bothers me. They have the marathon here in Jerusalem. And everyone, it's funny because if you go to America, in America, they'd say, I'm running the marathon. You're not running the 5K or 10K. You're running the marathon. But here, right. they say, oh, I ran the marathon. They ran a 5K. 
Oh. It, it bothers me. I'm like, okay, no. If you're going to run a marathon, say you're running a marathon, you're running the marathon. Not the half marathon, not the, ten, the 10K. You're running the marathon. So it's like I'm taking it upon myself to run the marathon. To run the marathon. That's yes. all the way. So there's an interesting point that Jim Collins brings up. Uh, I think he mentioned it about he's written a lot of books. Not like you at your pace, but he's written <laughs> quite a few books. And he says that it's not that it gets easier as you write more. It's still just as hard, but you can write way more and way better. So, the, and he said the same thing is oh true with gosh. running. I, yeah, with running, you run 5K, and that's really hard at the beginning. And then you run a 10K, and it's just as hard as when you ran the 5K, but you can run a lot farther because you've been training. So the marathon's not going to be easy, but it's going to be the same amount of effort as it was when you trained for the 5K. You're just more physically able to run farther. My goal when I run is basically not speed. Not speed. I, I, uh, uh, someone I know has a podcast called Run Farther Faster, and I want to have a podcast call, called Run Farther Slower because <laughs> I am not interested. I am interested in finishing the project. I don't care how fast they get it done. I just want to finish the project. Yeah. I know some marathons limited. I was looking at a marathon somewhere. It was in, gosh, I can't remember where it was. And they limited, oh, the Las Vegas Marathon. They run, they limited five hours. Okay. So five hours, they close off the course. You, you get picked up in the van. You get picked up in the van. And like that's kind of like about what I'm going to run, I'm thinking, is if okay. I could put my goal be just to break five hours and finish it, which is pretty slow, like probably just under 12-minute miles. But I just want to finish the project. I think that's incredible. I'm not worried. And later on. Just, I, just beat the van. Yeah, just beat the van. That's my goal to beat the van right. and, and get to the finish line. If you're not going to finish the race, let it be because of something that you've done. But I want to go back to the idea you mentioned about books. Right that when I look at the first books I, write, I wrote two years ago, I'm embarrassed about them. I mean, I'm like, I don't even want to give them out anymore. I want to take them off Amazon because, because my writing now is so much better than it was just two years ago. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm actually rewriting those books. I'm, I'm putting them into one, two books into one, one on dating, one on marriage into one book. And, it's, it's, and I'm going to take those other ones off. Now, you can say when I, this book comes out, it's going to come out hopefully late 2023, too, this year. This year, yeah, this year, that uh, it will be the long, short way that it took me years and years to come out with this book, but I first had to write two short books to get to this book. And you had to do it. You had to do that I had, process. I would never have gotten to, you know, <laughs> some people laugh at my first two books. They call them pamphlets because they're really <laughs> small. They're like, you know, not that many pages. But in order for me to get to this, the real serious books, I had to start somewhere. And the thing is, people love those pamphlets. They, they do. Books. They do. I had a guy call me this week. He said he read it when he was back at his mom's house. Right. And he says he was laughing the whole time. My first book is really funny, I have to tell you. Uh -huh. And because uh, it's about dating. Which dating, book is this one? Uh, the 10 Secrets to Find the Love of Your Life. Because dating's funny. I mean, so dating you get is it fun. before it's taken off Amazon. It's going to get taken off. It's going to be a collector's item. Dating, <laughs> dating is funny. I mean, it's right, a kind it of is. funny thing. Whereas the marriage book, The 10 Secrets to a Passionate Marriage, marriage isn't so funny. I mean, it's like, you, 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 it's, not, it's time to get serious, right? Right. So it's not, it's not as funny a book. So, so anyway, so I'm taking, the, I'm taking the longer, short way to finally get to this, this next book that I'm writing. So uh, I want to also talk about, like, when we, when we think about investing, I like to talk about investing a lot, mm. people like to think the short term. Oh, if I buy something today and it doesn't go up in a month, I'm, I'm, it's a bad deal. Yeah, which is the hottest stock right now, well, which is increasing so, the quickest. So the, the, the longer, short way when you're investing is you're investing for 10, 20 years out. You're investing for companies that are actually building something, building a product, a platform, whatever it is, building customers, and they're slowly, slowly growing. And that's how you build massive wealth is investing for the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the bigger picture. 
time in the market is more important than timing the market. I think time is the key that, that has to be discussed here. We say it's so hard. We say it's, um, you, you're fighting a lot more for this long way. The only difference between the long and the short way is the amount of time that it takes. Effort comes with it. But in the end of the day, we say it's hard, but really it just takes time. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm training for a marathon that's at least when I, when I was reading about training for marathons, they said if you're going to run a fall marathon, start training in the summer. Mm-hmm. Well, I started training in April, which is like way more in advance than I need to. The whole to year, yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not thinking like if I run, if I run, I could have ran when I ran three miles a few days ago. I could have ran three and a half. I could have. I mean, I could run four, whatever. My point is I'm trying to train myself so when I, when I get towards the marathon, that when I run three miles, it's it's be like you walking up the stairs, like nothing, right. like like it's nothing for me to run three miles. I don't feel like prepare for it. I can run in a suit and 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 you know in high heels. Like it's for me, it's like nothing. That, I'm not yeah. wear high heels. Okay. That'd be a funny picture, wouldn't it? High heels. <laughs> we want to see that. <laughs> so, so my point is, I want to make it so it's nothing. It's, it's right. like nothing for me. So when I get because when I, when you run a marathon. It's a long way. I mean, and I can't picture that my most people, it's funny, when I looked at how many people run marathons, besides a few of the big ones like Chicago and, and in New York and Boston, I was shocked how few people, I, I, like only a few thousand people run like the Las Vegas Marathon, Rock and really? Roll Marathon. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Not, not that many people run marathons. It's a, it's a different, it's a unique elite category of people. Yeah. It's a stat. It's it's they're, a they, you know big what they are. Deal. They're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. They're, yeah. they're not crazy because it's it's a it's a, it's I'm taking a, a very long term view of an event that I'm going to train for over six to eight months. And if I don't if I don't finish the marathon, I did not fail. No, you put I in did the not effort. Fail. And I'm it's not, not up to you to complete. I'm running anyway. I tell my wife, you know, I'm right. running anyway a few times a week. Let me put this towards something. And if I six, and if I can get it done, I get it done. It's not up to you to complete the task, but it's not up to you to not try. Something like that. Say it again. It's not up to you to complete the task. I don't know how the rest of the quote goes. But you must try. But you must try. You have to make your effort in life. You have to make your effort in life. So... Coach, I think we're going to have, this is going to be a challenge, you know, to the viewers, you're going to hold them accountable. We want you to document your training just in in the stories on our Instagram channel. You guys can follow along. Okay, I mean, it's not that exciting, but yeah, I mean... Just say today I ran, and it was really hard. You don't have to do that. Once, once a week, we want to know. We want I'm, to know how this training is going. We're, we're all holding you accountable for I'm this. I'm not going to do that. If you, if, you, if you ask me, I'll answer you. You know, contact right. me. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that. But like, it's funny, when you talk about long and short, I remember when I was younger, and I'd buy a piece of furniture somewhere, like Ikea or something, and you just want to put it together. And like, I don't want to read the instructions. And like, and I try to put it, and, and of course, I put one piece wrong. L- later on, you find out, you have to go backwards, unscrew everything and do it. And I finally learned, it took me many decades of stupidity. Finally, I got patient. What I do now, when I take out a piece of like, the instructions, mm-hmm. I take the instructions, and then they list all the different items they have. They have like the different kinds of screws and different kinds of screws. I actually count to make sure it's correct, and I put them in order, and I put them, make sure everything's out, and I glance, and I look at everything over to make sure I know what I'm doing, and I read through the instructions once, right. and I start to get, and I start with step one, and I make sure I did it right, and I do it much slower. But guess what happens? You get it right. The I first get it right time. the first time. I'm never getting frustrated. And but if I do get frustrated with something, I don't understand what does happen. You know what I do? What do you do? I walk away. You walk away. I walk away. Break. I get a drink. You know, I, I, I call, you know, I, I, I call a friend of mine. I take a walk. I walk the dog, whatever. And I come back. And guess what happens? My mind's all fresh. Oh. And now suddenly that what issue it was I had before, like, oh, yeah, I missed something because my brain was so locked in on something that I kind of, I missed something. Does that work for your writing as well? 
Oh, for sure. It's amazing how I can write a chapter in something uh, or even a paragraph and I worked on it for like an hour and I come back three days later and I'm like, oh, that line doesn't make sense. Or that, mm-hmm. there's an idea missing here. The thing I love about writing, I got to tell you versus speaking, that when I, when I speak to a group of people, whether it's about relationships or finding your awesome in life or inspiration or spirituality, I can give a class and then I leave the class like, oh, you know, I forgot to talk about that. I didn't, I didn't clarify that idea. Someone didn't understand this. And, but when you write, you know what happens? You can go back over and over and over and make sure you get every idea clarified that the, right, that the readers can understand what you're writing and you can get all your ideas down without, and make sure that everything flows in a proper manner. You can't do that when you're speaking. Right, you don't have the chance. Well, some people can because they're really good, yeah, but it, it, takes takes many, it takes a long time to get that Again, way. it takes the time. And we put in the time. We know we interviewed Rav, uh, Rabbi Gavriel Friedman, and he said that he has spoken, what, like 10,000 times? Oh, I think he's had 10,000 hours just in the first four or five years. Right, because it's like, it's he was speaking like ten, seven to eight, nine, ten times a day right. over, over months, periods of times. And because of that, he knows his talks backwards and forwards. No one gets that opportunity. You know, oh, yeah. we talked about that with the Beatles, you know, in, in, in Malcolm Gladwell's book, that the Beatles, they got the 10,000 hours because they had to go play in Hamburg every single week for like a whole weekend nonstop. They, they, all that, the time. And then because they weren't the Beatles, they were the Beatles, but they weren't the Beatles, right? Right. And they came home and they, and they, they put out some music and next thing you know, they become very popular because they, they, they put so much time in together, but they had that opportunity. I think that's the key. What you just touched on is that there's no such thing as an overnight success. We see oh, no. the Beatles in America like, whoa, they're coming, they're huge, right. but... How much time did it take for them? How many mistakes did they make? How much practice did they get? Steve Jobs, the same thing. And just about everybody. There's no such thing as an overnight success. I think I read Beyonce had to put out at least over, was it her? I think she put out over 100 songs before she had a hit. Wow. 100 songs. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think that's who it is. I don't know. It could be. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, because no one, no, no one, very few people come out like and suddenly become a star overnight. And that's she put those out. Imagine how many other songs she's written that didn't they even get put get out. out. That's another key with all these musicians. They write a hundred songs to have one song that makes it onto their album. I tell my son. I said, just my who, my son, yeah, Leon Max. He writes music, and he puts it on Spotify and YouTube, all these things. I said, just keep putting out product, keep uh, content, keep right. writing, keep writing, keep writing. Your, I said, your skill is in your writing and your, your thought process and your ideas. And that's mine too, is how I think, how I put things down, how I come up with different acronyms and ideas and concepts. And that's my skill. And so I keep writing. Now, yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever going to read my books, but it doesn't matter. I'm putting it out there. You should read his books. They are all, there's just so many good ideas beyond what you get out of these podcasts. I, I got to tell you, my, uh, my third book called Find Your Awesome, I... I'm not, for some reason, I'm not really proud of the book, although people say it's a good book, is that I have so many concepts and ideas in it. It's almost jam-packed. It's almost too many ideas, I could tell you. It's probably too many ideas. In fact, you even told me that I started to put together a seminar called Find Your Awesome Seminar, and I gave it over 10, different, 10 hours to a bunch of students here. And when I discussed it with you, you said to me, it's too much. You said you got to put three bullet points. I, I had six classes, and I did that. I, I narrowed it down. I still more narrowing to do, of course. Right. But I've narrowed it down because so it's almost too much information. And it wouldn't have worked if you did it the other way and started with very few ideas. No. You had to have the massive menu of ideas before you found the three that are the key for those, those classes. Right. So you start big. That's the longest short way. And in the end, you end up with the keys. Another great concept, this long and short idea, is learning language. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, since I moved to Israel, I don't, I don't know Hebrew. 
but I don't know any Hebrew besides like Shalom, you know, and Abba and Ima. I don't know anything. And every once in a while, I, I learn a new word. And slowly, slowly, I'm catching these little words here and there. And I can't understand what they speak because I read either too, too, way too fast. But, but, but I do, I do, I can say, I am saying words now that I didn't know like even six months ago. And how good does it feel? It, you might not have seen, it might have been incremental progress. Yeah. Like, now, I feel like I'm never going to know it. Like, I, feel, I feel like I'm never going to be able to speak Hebrew. But it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just, just slowly, not really, if I put a little more effort in, I could do it. I think the key is that it takes time. It takes a long time. And you can make that longer short way very, very long if you just meander <laughs> your way. I know. It's possible. You can yeah. run the marathon in three years and just run three miles this month, four miles next month. It'll take you five years, but you can do it. Back to money. I want yeah. to mention something to you that when I was little, we grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, and Old Town Alexandria was an was a in, during the times of the 1600s was a big city. Wow! And you know, they it was a port in for for mm-hmm. the DC area, and there's lots of old houses from the 1700s. There. It's a beautiful area. Gorgeous, gorgeous. It's really it's very quaint and you know obviously gentrified and everything, and. My father, my, my, my sister is from the 1970s. We drive by. My sister always wanted to own a house in Old Town, my sister Mora. And she said to my father, we want to buy a house. My father said, oh, they're very expensive. They're twenty to $30,000 a piece. Mm-hmm. I think I must have been like eight years old. This is probably like 1973 or something. And twenty to $30,000 a piece. You know what those houses are now? What are they worth now? Two, three million dollars. I mean like – What's the difference between 1973 and 2022? Time. Yeah. That's it. Right. It's just time. Time, things go up. Things, you know, because of inflation, things just go up in value. Yeah. You know? I heard a lesson the other day. Some lady was telling me she lived in a small little village here in Israel. And she said, when I, moved, when I was born, it was so small. But she said, everything grows. Now it's, now it's this little village in the middle of a giant city that's formed around it. We went to the galley last week, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and uh, there's a city there called Tiberias, and it's, a, it's some you know, medium-sized city. But around the galley, the, the Canary, it's called the Sea of Galley, there's all these mountains. And I said to my family, we were driving, it's gorgeous up there. I said, someday this is going to be, you're going to see all around this whole, this whole lake, is just development. It's all going to be high rises and cities all around, and this beautiful scenery of just you know mountains and stuff is going to disappear. It'll be so sad. It's, it's going to be sad, but still going to be still going yeah. to be beautiful water. It's still going to be gorgeous, right. but it's going to be a major city someday. It could be a and there'll be an wild. airport and there'll be an airport up there. Yeah. And you're like, Can you remember when there was no airport? I remember growing up in Alexandria, Virginia, that there was a small airport. In in uh, I think it was Falls Church. There was a small little airport. You know what that is now? What is it? It's a mall and high rise. There's there's, there's, well, co- there's not there's no airport there anymore. You can't have an airport that close. No, there's already two airports. Well, yeah, yeah. And there was well, one in Rockville too. Wasn't there a small airport in Rockville? I actually don't know. If there was, not, not since I've been alive. I think there was a small airport in Rockville also. So these things grow. Everything grows. There's no. Room it for just it. takes time. Right. That's why real estate is always the best investment. Oh my god, I love real estate. It doesn't go anywhere. Dirt. Dirt's the most Dirt. valuable thing. Everything grows. Yeah. It just takes time. We, I was at the YMCA this week. It's a go- here in Jerusalem. It's gorgeous. It's big. It's got a big gym, big pool, mm-hmm. huge basketball court. I'm like, this could never get built today because the value of real estate here is so valuable. It's right in the middle, the center of Jerusalem. That thing would be worth hundreds of millions of dollars just in the land itself. They couldn't build a gym. No way. <laughs> they right. built a gym in like, in like the place where they put warehouses and stuff. 
Yeah. That's where you put the gym. Right. Right. Or you build an amazing high rise on top of it. That's what they do. But yeah, yeah might, they might do someday. You don't know. Right. For sure. Yeah. So here's a few keys uh, to walk away with from this lesson. Okay. The short term, the short long way is extremely appealing. It's the instant gratification journey. We all want to just get to the destination as quickly as possible. Like, what? let me just take a little shortcut here, here and there. But what happens is that success is built by the pieces that go into it. And therefore, by doing everything right the first time makes that success so much bigger and so much more meaningful. It's real, real tan- tangible. So um, another key is that both paths are equally accessible to you at the beginning of the decision. They both look the same. They're both equally accessible. It's up to you to choose to take the harder, the longer, short way and knowing that it's going to get you there. And then being okay with changing directions when you've, once you've made the wrong decision. It's okay to change. It's okay to change. But you have to choose your heart because life is hard. You, mm-hmm. can be, you can be fat. Being fat is hard. Being in good shape, it's hard. Being poor, it's hard. it's hard. Being wealthy, it also takes a lot of hard work. You have to choose your heart in life. Yeah. And when you try to choose the easy, remember the heart exists. Choose your heart yeah. or else the heart will choose you. Yeah. All right. Thank you for watching this episode of the Fish and Coach Show. See you next time. Thanks for watching the Fish and Coach Show. If you like what you just watched, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment with any ideas you'd like to see on any future episodes. We'll see you next time.